0: About our gaze, circumstances, and any might be experiencing, is for a certain our And to maybe maybe, maybe. I mean, One of my earliest memories as a child that I can possibly think back to is a memory where I was in a boat with my parents. While well, they were arguing, the I feel feeling completely alone, completely hopeless. At some point in all of our lives, we will experience a moment like that where we feel adrift in the storm, like we're in a boat out of state, hopeless, and alone. So the question is how are we going to bear up under those moments, and how can we possibly have any? Chance of successful in comforting others who might be going through a similarly difficult time? Well, ultimately, it depends on the foundations of so that they're strong enough So, where can we code have confidence that things will get better in the end? Well, that's the issue that we look at in chapter 14 and chapter 19 in Job. The first, let's do a little bit of overlook. Well, to begin with, Satan so, challenges um, so God that Job, a righteous man, only worships him because of the good things that he has been given. So, systematically, God allows. Joe worships God not for what he does but for who he is, and then his friends come and him. But soon his friends become miserable comforters, and each in turn begin to essentially say the same thing: "You bring him. what you sow." Others are saying, "This is happening to you because you've been punished for sin." Because you're being disciplined by the Lord. You should turn away from your sin and suffer yourself. The, the situation is a little bit like Andy from the Short Saints you've ever seen in the movie. Andy has um, been charged with murdering his wife and her lover. But no one believes him. He knows he's innocent, but no one believes him. This hope, he this hope, and he will be vindicated. to his friend Brad says, "There's no place for hope. place this like yes. He doesn't want Joe to get this hope up and be And this is in a similar way, like so far in chapter 11. So so far, things that Joe should get his hope up because the only he has he if does the, the only hope is to die. Nevertheless, not believe he refuses to take no only option, to go is to sit in miserable safe. Which is the first observation that we learn from that suffering in for hopeless, like are in a boat and drift, radm- alone Probably heard the same before. Life, it's hard, and then you die. Yeah. Job has a similar view in verse two, where he says he feels like he's a cat flower, or he's like a flitting shadow, as he expresses his suffering. The result of his suffering, and the fact that he's thirsty so of his life. Man is, as verse one says, few of days. Many horrible things squeezed into such a short period of time. And we can say the same thing about human history. There are great moments of happiness in an ocean of blood and tears. I remember a, a moment where I felt really happy. Um, I was on my way to a business, making my coffee on the Civic, and I just reflected two things that was finally right in my life. I said to hearers, you know what's going to happen. It uh, was a dangerous thought to have, like, up because at that very moment, a red light pops up on my dashboard. And then my club just got to shake the light just shake it off this, and then fucking the chips out of the engine, moving through the chip out of the engine. But again, that I reason is to hear how slow it slows down to a halt. In a similar way, Or, like a climbing belt from all the city. Or, worse than that, Joe goes on to say that life is in death, and death is death. In verse 7, he says, But there is hope no for a tree, for when it is cut down, if it its roots are strong it will grow again. But in verse 3, he says, There is no such hope. Incense, Job is in a really dark well. And here's the thing about dark wells you can see glimpses of light way more clearly. The darker the world, the brighter the light appears in verse. That's how the of a ray of light seems to make its way into the well of despair spirit of Job is in. He reflects on if there is hope for a tree, possibly there is hope for a or a man as well, not unlike that faith. In verse 13, he wishes he could find himself until God's cross passes. And then God would remember him again and bring him back to life. He says, If only you would hide me in the grave and consume until your kingdom has passed. If only you would settle for me. And then, remember me. And then he dares to ask this question if someone dies, you will know, they live again? He seems to rise momentarily above the negative place that he has been in to contemplate the possibility of resurrection from the dead and with it, by possibly vindication from God. In a word, Job says, You will wait for his renewal to come. But at the end of the chapter, those dark clouds will start rolling back in again. So we can in verse 19. The torrents wash away the soil of the earth. So you way the of course, mm-hmm. me. When I left school, um, I got depressed. And it was uh, one of the most difficult times of my life. I couldn't eat, I couldn't talk, I couldn't think properly. It felt like I was in a dark Something like that, what's the point of living there? I wasn't a Christian at the time, I had no hope of resurrection. We're all getting up in the same place anyway. What's the point? Now you might not have experienced oppression, but all of us at some point in our life have experienced a moment of the deepest sorrow. Whether it's a moment of crisis, a grace of abandonment, a separation of what The rain comes in and kicks the boat that we are in, challenging the very foundations that we've been building our hope upon, leaving us to question God. Saying things like, He was a righteous man. Why did he have to die so young? God took my babies from me, knowing it would destroy me. Why? Where was God when with that car accident took my husband and left me with four children to raise a why did I survive that accident when everyone around me died? Why me, God? Why did go? you make me unable to bear children? How could God allow my mother to suffer for so long when she was so faithful all of those years? Such so suffering, to one sense, can have a negative effect. It can distort our view of God and the way that we interpret the world. And that's what happened to Job. The clouds rolled all in you can think of is that God is a good and God is just. You can only see the hope is succeeding. But pain can also be a gift. Dr. Paul Bray, the missionary surgeon, said God is in in the, third, If I had one gift, one gift that I could give my patients with love and sleep, it would be a gift of pain. This is the thing that he discovered through all of his work with people with leprosy. It wasn't because people seemed deteriorated, but it was that they had of the sensation in the mode So, what would often happen in Africa that was observed was people would have a large pot that was boiling, and they would have their potatoes in there, and these people with leprosy would plunge their hands into the pot. Pull out each potato one by one. The person was feeling the pain, but their skin and their cells were destroyed and they are left open a but on, but a to a preceding infection. The senses were gone a that of them to danger. And in a similar way, pain is like a warning sensor, not just physically, but for our soul. It's easy to hope in our, in our world when everything is well. It's easy to hope for good health, a happy family, comfortable retirement. But it's much harder to hope for those things when suffering comes in and takes those things away. It can make us cry out to God for hope. It's like God's megaphone pointing us something beyond this world. As Dallas Anderson said, God uses pain and suffering to frame each of us a longing for something more than this world has to So it might be a gift that you might be wondering, yes, but does God even understand? There's a sort other thing about God. He entered into our boat and he experienced the lowest depths of suffering that humans really might experience. In the moments before his death, I asked before. He wasn't wearing the superficial grin on his face, I mean, saying everything is well with the world. No, he was in pain. For him, tears of life crying to his side. If there was any other way, unlike the torture experience that some people experience today, his torture was prolonged the hours in front of the viewing crowd. Might suffering for us in All knowing that God understands. Dorothy says, I think, For whatever reason God chose to make man as he is, suffering, suffer, sorrows and death, he had the honesty and courage to take his own medicine. Of all the kinds of lives including Jesus' have lived, suffering So we might not know. Why we're in this place of suffering, we might feel hopeless. Or okay. we can know God is in that same hope with us. But if pain and suffering is meant to point us beyond this world, where is it meant to point us? This is it the next thing that we learn from the Job that the anchor for our hope is God, our Redeemer. There's such another thing that seems like even darker cars start to go in. And Job begins to respond to his friends who have been chastening um, and telling him he should accept this miserable state if he doesn't and 15 and after 18. And so Job begins to respond to them and ask for some sort of sympathy. In chapter 9 and verse 2, he asks his friends, How long will you torment me? You only need to do one line, I think, from the friend species to realize. How bad this tormenting was! And in chapter eleven, verse six, where verse says, "Know that thing that God did that to worth in your good deserves." In other really so words, if I saying you think you got bad, you deserve worse. Now we might have thought that the reasons loss, and the loss of his would have be been bad enough for Job, or the worst thing is the he the persecution receiving from his friends, as if God is up him. Instead of coming to Job's aid, is actively against him. As he says in verse 11, my heart is being from so has been he against him. And in the following verses, we get to see this how bad. This place is the closest him. All of his closest friends and his family have abandoned him, so that he is isolated trip, and alone, adrift and a to violence. In verse 13 to 19, he recounts how all the people he really loves or used to rely on have turned against him. He summarizes in verse 19 All my intimate friends abhor me, and those who I have loved have turned against me. And Joe believes he is being cursed as a sinner. To be, and this is kind of like what you would be, like being abandoned on the Gulf alone, like anyone who was close to you, anyone who loved you, was turned away from me again. So, abandoned by all hope, Job longs to be proved in the right by God words that mean, his words are his friend's words, is the same in Joseph's name. This is why this matter, that is so much to Joseph, why he keeps going over it. In verse 23, he says, Oh that my words were written, oh that they are used to life in the book, oh that we are lying here. I think or a place that is very yeah. unique, like confidence, confidence that Joe never knows. And some of the most beautiful words in scripture. he says in the verse from for I know that my redeemer is, that the last from the stem of the mirror, the last my skin has been lost this yet in my flesh I shall see him." What does Joe know? That he knows, I think that's a living really redeemer. Now, what was a redeemer? A redeemer was someone who stepped in to purchase the price of someone, or to redeem someone in some sort of situation. It was someone who stepped in, therefore, and also the cost for themselves. Now, what? What well, might even eventually erode But not this redeemer. This redeemer. To stand for other affairs to be too equal for God. And who else could possibly stand in the presence of God, pleading those for him? More than God. More than God himself. Only God can defend himself against God, and this is the interesting, ironic understanding that I think Joseph means in life. This that is idea of redemption, Well, likely, it able to find throughout the entire Bible. And a understanding it is actually in some Joseph's book, chapter 14, verse 17, where he reminds that one day God will cover over his um, people. And that of over goes back to the Exodus, the Exodus chapter 25. And the idea is that God A mercy state All of that place. He comes in and he makes the sacrifice, but the difference is he is both at the place where that sacrifice happens and he is the sacrifice itself. But how do we know that that sacrifice has been effective in redeeming us from our sin? Well, the tour of Jesus, we come to see how effective it has been. When Mary, in chapter 20 of John, comes in and and two to what did He doesn't find Jesus already, said, did find? what he did he where Jesus was Have you ever thought about that, uh, that? why Why you know in a similar way to the mercy of Jesus, that See we see that Jesus, Jesus' was, Jesus himself has become Mercy. That is our confidence. Ladies and gentlemen, and thus what Job longed for in the Redeemer is perfectly fulfilled in Jesus. It's not the sculpture that was cut down is being renewed. Jesus Christ, through him, finally receives the permanent testimony that he longs for right now, written in blood. This is not the end. We don't need to feel abandoned. For no word to be more precious for us than the labors of Redeemer, for Christ purchased us as such an of request. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd who laid his life down for his sheep, who leaves them beside the sea waters, and restores our giving us abundant labors. With others more towards the love of God and the hope of God than what came. So Jesus teaches us, John Job teaches us to act out to hope in God our Redeemer. He also teaches us that faith looks forward in hope to seeing God face to face. This is how the stuff knows in verse 25 to 27. In the end, you will see his Redeemer God and he will be vindicated. But you might see this. Job was vindicated of the book. However, by saying, After my skin shall be destroyed, yet in my flesh I will feel God combined with the words, My Redeemer lives, and that in me he will stand upon the earth. Something more is happening. Something beyond the grace, somehow, is escorted into the presence in of God and vindicated. Face to face, we get an idea of what that means in Psalm 17, where David cries out, As to me, I shall be vindicated when I see you face to face. So, in Job saying that he wants to stand before God and be see God, he's in effect But in the end, after my death, God will speak words of vindication publicly. But so I will be saying to be in the right as a believing person and my confidence will be feeling. This is good news for joy, but it's bad news for God's friends. If you look at those friends, it's not the I know where Joe and Kelly says that you who have been accusing me, you will be the ones who will be accused of the the and this idea of vindication that it applies not only to us but have been wronged, actually applies to the Christian in Revelation 12 right? and Revelation 20, where those who have been accused of the systems, those who have been persecuted of the systems, would those that away particularly in most of verse 7, the great accuser is cast down into the <coughs> To add to this note of confidence, Joe so continues in verse 27 to express the very personal nature of his hope. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I am not it's another. My own heart lives within me. See, so the deepest longing of Joe's heart even for the stuff that God gives, as Satan continues in the beginning, it's so to God experienced them. They're on the map mm-hmm. of transfiguration with Moses and the Realizing, we will see him as he The goal of our faith is to see Jesus face to face. Think about that moment for a second. No suffering, infilled bodies, sometimes, will be transformed into glory. No the be more the no more suffering, no more death. Think that moment when we get to see Jesus. Somehow we will understand the purpose behind all of the suffering we have experienced. We of seeing Jesus, holding his and feeling his embrace, and just walking this way through the gate, through the streets of glory. We cannot imagine now how wonderful that moment would be. But it's such a hope as this that is going to be the enterprise through these difficult times in life. And it's this sort of thing things I think we should be meditating on more. It's easy to get distracted in the course of life. We've like, we got to get up, we've got to get ready, we've got to get ready, we've got to get out, we've to go, we've got to get to work, something's ready, something's easy. I think maybe it's really a very vital one, spending some time kind of reflecting on something to hope. It should be something that we do as we sing together. It should be something we're doing as we're groaning through the morning, something. It should be something we're doing with our head when we're in our face and we grieving the loss of someone very close to us. And it's something we should be reminding one another of regularly so that though the weight loss so maybe we can remind other people, as Paul says, that our suffering is only light and momentary. In the forms of life, it can feel like there's a hopeless, we're addressed, we're alone. But Jesus, as God of hope, He's with us. And even though it might seem like Jesus is asleep in that heart, eventually, it will appear as if Jesus has woken up and, in a word, he has stopped. And, that's and it clears the will be everyone has trusted in Jesus. both each guy's littering. So, doing things, like in the same in, in John chapter 14. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in them. And look forward to the day that Jesus Christ. I right? look forward to okay? Father, thank you for sending your song into our suffering and sin to redeem us from our hopeless despair. For you, like an angel, fix our hope firmly on Him. And as we travel through this life, may our hope in our redeemer steady our purpose until we arise again in your arms. In Jesus' name, amen.